Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions, all day and every day. We can actively choose to challenge stereotypes, fight bias, broaden perceptions, improve situations and celebrate women's achievements, but most importantly, be braver in what we do. We find bravery in the small and simple day-to-day tasks. It's moments like this where we have to hold back our tears, take a deep breath, ignore what our heads say, and pretend like everything is okay in order to move forward. The Be Brave podcast series is brought to you by Door 20A, and this is episode one. Sally, how are you? I'm great, Michelle. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Excited to catch up with you in your beautiful red as normal, full of light. Yeah, (laughs) my blue and my red, my favourites. So what's been happening? Oh, everything's been happening and um, given how impatient I am, nothing (laughs) happening fast enough, um, which is a good lesson in slowing down and things happen when they're meant to happen mm-hmm. and I'm not good at that. That's a That's okay. That's yeah, it's okay because I get stuff done, <laughs> but it's also uh, a chance for me to sometimes be a little bit more present. Mm. I think that's something that a lot of people might relate with and while your body is here today, your mind is maybe next week and sometimes we miss out on the joy of today. Love that. Yeah, I had the had a big 2012 where I was constantly months ahead in my head. Oh wow! And not really present, yep. and it was probably my hell year. Everyone has a hell year, I reckon, and that was my hell year. So, as you yeah. were just running, when you call it a hell year, were you just running too quickly, not taking time to actually digest what was going on, um, or was it just you just had bad things happen? It was actually, actually there was good things happening and bad things <laughs> happening and I and I didn't process or enjoy or deal with. And so I wrote my first book. I um, produced a management resource of, of 65 coaching cards, beautiful set of cards. We failed IVF. We were living in the office of a relative because they needed a bit of help with their kids and saved us rent. So we went from, you know, two yep. adults in their own home down to a, a spare room and, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was go, go, go. Yeah. And we were, um, well, I shouldn't say we, it was me. I was 18 steps ahead trying to make something happen and mm. not fully present for anything or mm. any of it. <laughs> and that presence thing's an interesting one and we'll get back to that. So um, kind of take a few steps back. Tell sure. me who's Sally, where did she come from, what did, you know, how did she get to be so amazing that she is today? <laughs> oh, thank you. You are gorgeous. I have landed where I am today because at the heart of everything I've done, I've loved being the person who's helped others. I am in service and it I, it fills my heart up when I know I'm helping others. So, yeah. you know, that, that may actually make me, make me selfish. But I love watching, you know, that moment when someone's eyes glisten yeah. and you go, they've got it. Yeah. It's like the the cogs in the wheel just click. Goosebumps come, yes. the, the excitement in the belly goes, yes. it's got, they've got it. Yeah, that's the moment I cherish and love. And yeah. it's an honour and a privilege to, mm-hmm. to be a little bit a part of that moment. And every time I see that, I, that's when I know I'm walking in my power, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. And so from my first job out of university, was, which was a recreation officer in a psychiatric hospital. Holy gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's a mix. It's a, it's a bag of licorice all sorts, my career. That was um, like, grow up straight away, like you've got no time to enjoy. <laughs> so that was, that was the first job out of university. And, um, you know, I worked in community organisations and then I, I ended up working in state public service and then I did a little bit of local government and then yep. we um, 
uh, went overseas, so I've been an expat once or twice in my life. Um, Which is so much fun. It is. <laughs> the first time I was an expat was a major growth spurt mm-hmm. for me emotionally and intellectually and understanding exactly how much elasticity we have yes. in our ability to cope with things. and um, It's a different lifestyle and oh. it's not like the norm and to tell someone to no. go do it, I would encourage it, but you need to be ready for it. Absolutely. And I just went, <laughs> which is my style, I say yeah, I say yes yeah. and then go, oh, now how do I work it out? <laughs> um, so that's kind of my bent in life is yep. to say yes and then we'll work it out. Yep. And does that work? Well, I, I liken it to an ECG, you know, the heartbeat monitor yep. picture, um, you know, and hopefully there's more ups and goods than there are bads. <laughs> but I say yes and then work it out later. And so the first expat experience was, um, an up close and personal uh, experience with culture shock. Okay. What country were you in? Germany. Oh wow. Yeah. So not so, Asia. Okay. No, no. Um, my second expat experience was in, was in the Middle East. I lived in the United Arab Emirates. And um, for those of you who are listening and have been to the UAE or yep. know um, Dubai and Abu Dhabi, you'll understand when I say Abu Dhabi rocks because it's like <laughs> sibling rivalry between Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Yes. It's like in Australia where you go the state of origin, you yes. know, Queensland, New South Wales. <laughs> and same, blues, same, yeah. same, same. So, for, uh, but uh, an amazing country, amazing people and that was a completely different expat experience. So I'm with you. Yeah. Hands down if you get that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean imagine being the the executive assistant to a CEO in a multinational organisation headquartered Dream. in another country and headquartered in a country that is so innovative and creative in its thinking like the UAE. The leaders of the UAE, um, I think this is probably why I resonate and love it so much, they say yes and then we'll work it out. Yeah, they where, do. Where other governments might be a bit balky and a little bit like, um, you know, Yes Minister, the show Yes yeah, Minister, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Humphrey was always about finding out how <laughs> not to do something and, or how to circumvent something. My experience of um, meeting a lot of government officials and senior leaders in the UAE government was that we say yes and why not. Mm, mm. And so imagine being on the inside of that. And being such a critical EA want, role, yeah, and they always want to be—they want to be a step ahead of everyone else. They want to be the, the forefront of what's going on. So they are what you say. They'll say yes, and we'll figure it out later. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. No, and I suppose, like you know, part of what what we're exploring this year in, in at Door Twenty Eight is the be brave part. So certainly, mm. there's two instances where you've had to be brave in what you want to do. Go from Germany to <laughs> the UAE. It's like, holy dooly, that's just a different <laughs> kettle of Absolutely. So we, we've done that. Now, when did the writing, have you, because you, you've got some books out there and then you've got the business side, so we'll probably dabble in the book side. So mm-hmm. like was writing a passion or is it something? No, I failed English. I've got a limited oh, achievement. up too. Yeah, <laughs> yep. i got a limited achievement in English and it's probably because 99% of the time I hated the delivery of the lesson okay it was not a good teacher or she's not dumb she actually is a really clever lady but and I couldn't have said that back as a teenager it's reflection and a tad bit of maturity um but she stood at the overhead projector yes I'm that old (laughs) and wrote on the slot on the plastic sheets (gasps) with the old old thing yeah Yeah. and that's that's how she delivered the 40 odd minute lesson and 
every single day and I could not have cared any less about that subject. Okay. Um, and it re- was reflected in my results obviously. <laughs> but the thing with writing and I've written a total of eight books, uh, or seven, sorry, seven books and I'm, and I'm on this mission at the moment for the last few years and I will continue it going forward, is a book a year. Okay. And when, That's a hard slog. Well, it's – see, yes oh, sorry, and I no. I haven't yes, done it. Yeah. So yes and no. When, you, when you're on the other side of it and never mm. done it, it is huge. When mm. I first thought about writing a book uh, or the, the idea was presented to me, I thought, oh, here we go. And all that, you know, all that baggage, all that rubbish, all that dirt yeah. of a failure rose to the surface really quickly and I did it anyway and that's, that's where – the bravery of or the blind <laughs> willingness or don't ever dare Sally of say yes and then work it out met yes. the baggage of her past. And that was a that was actually a 2012 experience as well. So potentially having not been too focused, yeah. that might have helped me get through that. It just happened. You've just fell into it. I just thought, yeah, I'm gonna do this, yeah, figure yeah. out later. Wow. Yeah. However, in the last few years and what I'll be what I will have now learnt and going forward for writing books is that when you learn how to write a book mm-hmm. and there are many ways to learn how to do it, no one way is more better, more or less better than the other, yep. but when you find your way, yes, you can create and create and create. And I think that's the thing that's, that's completely blown me away okay. is uh, your first draft is not your last draft okay. and I think that applies in everything, not just book writing. Yes. So get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can always undo most, most things. There's a delete button or you can change. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly it's right. Like, like with social media, if something doesn't work, you just delete it. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I've had mentors in my life where they've said things like, fail fast but fail quietly. Mm-hmm. You know, we often plaster our failures all over the internet and I guess there's a, a way of saying, look, I'm keeping it real and I get that. Yes. But there are some failures, look, just – Leave it to yourself, yep. work out why it failed, dust yourself off and go again. Um, that's the only way you find successes. And, I, you know, there's a bucket of quotes out there about, you know, how yes. they came up with Tipex or liquid paper, how they came up with the post-it note. They're all, you know, inventions from failures. And so I think that is something that helps keep people brave is yes. um, don't look at failure as a negative. Yeah, okay, it might sting but it means – Whatever you chose to do right then yes. isn't the right thing for right now. Yes. And it's actually not about you. It's great. It's yeah. about the activity or the product or the service or the – it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's like actually that. gotten very little to do with you, the fact that it failed. Yeah. Um, what it has to do with is how you handle it mm. and how you and process I, it. And I suppose writing eight books, I mean, it's eight books, is it? It's seven, sorry, actually. Seven. Sorry, I've always got a book in my head, so I've <laughs> count. I've I've already designed the cover, so it's already in my head. Like, there, I'm always there, a book there's got to be some favourites, and there's got to be some that you go, "Why did I do that?" But some people love it. So I mean, I think mm. that's. But you took the steps, and you're brave enough to do it, which you know, I applaud you. So thank you. The books are there and what else is Sally doing with the time? Like 2019, what was your a win and a loss? And Yeah, 2019. I um it was a combination of acknowledgement and it was a year of winning quite a few awards or being a finalist in quite a few awards. And I Which is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And um if you'd if I would never have said that about myself a few years ago, <laughs> uh, I just wouldn't have. Yes. I would have I would have said 
um, oh, no, it's nothing. Actually, hell no, it is something. Mm. And I think we all need to be mindful of the value we bring, not just to uh, the people around us and the people we serve, but to ourself. Yes. Um, and it's 2019 was a year of uh, being very present about what I do, mm-hmm. being very clear about what I offer mm-hmm. and really understanding that I've got something of value to give. Yes. And that saying that hasn't come easy mm. because um, it's hard to say it and not feel at some level you're being a bit cocky and a bit show-offy. But actually I've learned that all these weird and wonderful things I've done in my life have yep. landed me to here yep. and I've got something to give. Which I think is awesome. And I think if you don't seek recognition, recognition finds you, it's mm. a more exciting moment for you because mm. it's like, and, you know, winning an award or being a finalist in an award I think is fantastic. And when and when we, it happens, when you least expect it, mm. you're even more grateful. Oh, yes. And I think it's also showing your authentic side because being authentic is, you know, as a true leader is something that I often look for. And I think yeah. with you giving back, you can see your authenticity oh, in what you. you do. So, you. you know, that's fantastic. So 2009 was a good year. Yes, and, yes. And now we're in 2020, a couple of months in, well, nearly a couple of months in. So what's going to happen this year? Well, another book and another incarnation of um, – my message, okay. I, I'm absolutely passionate about working with people who are in the middle of an organisation. So mm-hmm. if we think about EAs and PAs particularly, yep. they are absolutely the central point yep. in a lot of ways and literally and figuratively and metaphorically. Yep. Um, but middle managers and, and EAs and PAs who they've got pressure from below, pressure from either side and pressure from above, mm-hmm. that's who I absolutely cherish working with. And so... This year, 2020, is about amplification. And so awesome. my focus is on making 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 space for people to really amplify their their voice and their visibility and their value. And um and I think that's the the journey. I mean, we obviously <laughs> what we put out to the world is partly what our own journey has been. And I and I was, you know, I have to own that, you know, I'm learning to manage up and that's the focus of this year. So uh, there'll be workshops and keynotes and a new book that comes out around how to manage up and how to really amplify ourselves, put our voice where it needs to be, have that seat at the table, don't wait to be asked, understand our value, be visible for all the right reasons. And I love what you do, Michelle, because you absolutely nail it when you talk about uh, visibility and personal branding for EAs and PAs. Hands down, number one, love what you do because, and you and I chat about this a bit about how um, it's not just going to a networking event and picking all the good yummies off the trays and having <laughs> a few free vinos. Not a bad idea to do, yeah. all good fun. Yeah. However, it's that connection piece, yes. and that collaboration piece. Yes. And when, when am I going to need? And I, I think just to take a step back, I really love, you know, you're talking about these EAs and PAs. For me, they're the engine room of the business. Yes. And obviously you've got varying levels of executive assistance, as mm. we know. Uh, and the thing is that middle management, they're an engine room, whereas the top EA, they're in the driver's seat. Mm. And it's how they can collaborate. But how can I go, how can I be in the engine room, make sure the engine room is working smoothly? Look, in anything we do in life, we are going to have hiccups and challenges. But yes. I think that's fantastic because... 
it's finding their voice. Like I want to one day be sitting at the boardroom table. I want to one day make a decision for my CEO. How do I do it? And you're at the core of the, your development and your growth. Mm. Um, you can either sit there and you can basically, you know, knock on the door and say, can I come in? But if you want to be in the heart of the end room, you've got to want to do it. And the, and with what you're doing, you know, um, teaching these um Females and males, because I need, now I need to say that because mm-hmm. every one in three are now men as an EA, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. That's great numbers. I know it's increasing by the day, and I sometimes write something or I'll talk to something going her, and then the next minute I get a text message from an EA. Do you know there's one in three men that are? It's a they now. <laughs> they're the, it's a they. They're a they. <laughs> um, so the book, how is it? So when do you are you started writing it? Because I've started my research, okay. and so it'll be late this year. Okay. So um, this year, from a from what you see of me visibility wise yep. and branding wise, I'm working on my last book. I'm promoting workshops and keynotes and presentations around how to delegate. Okay. Because that was the last book I I released, and yes. so um, this is managing up. The, well, delegating is actually about just how do you get work done effectively, yeah. and whether it's asking a colleague to help you, or uh, whether you're a senior EA, a senior executive, and wanting um, to delegate work. How do you do it? Yeah, and, and exactly. People, and people, some people don't do it well. And Avoid some, it. It's scary. Well, they don't want to offload it because they think they're, they're weak or they're losing responsibility. Mm. Whereas if you're delegating, you're engaging someone mm. to learn, first of all, they're getting a, a learning experience. And then second of all, um, you know, you're giving them the confidence that they have the ability to grow. And growth is very important, especially for the younger generation because if you're not giving it, yes. they'll just think, oh, I'll never get to that. Whereas if you're giving mm. it, it's like, I inspire to have my seat at the boardroom table one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think one one of the underpinning things around that is that sense of control. Mm. And I think when we don't know how to delegate properly, our sense of control is misplaced. Mm. And yeah. so it's not about taking away control. It's actually about right-sizing and making sure your control is the is focused on the right things. And so that was the last book I wrote was Delegate, Double Your Results and Halve Your Effort because I think yes. when we do it properly, everyone wins yeah, yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah. And, and your points about development are so on point. Well, I think also, you know, as I get a little bit more mature, I'm going to use that, <laughs> um, I really have understood the, the power of your brand and what it means. And, you know, I had a big shake up last year it's like how do I how do I get my brand out there because they've seen me as just an EA and I really hate that word and we've talked about this and we often talk about it um but I I suppose like I'd like to talk to you you know about the workshops that you're doing because I know our listeners will be interested you know um you're doing it all across the east coast yes and um also heading up to Singapore this year so heading hitting the Asian market and it's um the the workshop that I'm focused on called Delegate, I'm a, I'm a simple girl, let's keep it simple, <laughs> um, Delegate, it can be a half day or a full day depending okay. on what the needs are and, and how many people need to attend. And I love doing it in-house because I can actually spend time in the, in the pre-workshop phase making yep. sure we understand what the true issues are. And um, while I can deliver it as a public workshop, I love doing it in-house. Yeah. I love getting to know people and what's really going on and that way the workshop is truly customised yeah. to industry, or their to environment team, as well. to environment. Yeah. yeah. And, that, yeah. and that is a big – I think that's a great thing. I've learnt that through my, my my one-on-one workshops. When you go and you gross yourself into their workplace, mm. you're actually seeing their challenges. And oh, then, yes. And then you can actually go to them, you know, because if you're taking someone into an external environment, which I do love because some people can't switch off in their internal <laughs> environment. When you go into – when you're in the internal environment, 
You can look at their operating systems. You can look at their mannerism, their tone, the way they're projecting themselves. So Singapore's on the cards, which yes, yeah, awesome. yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and just I lo- I'll do, I'll go anywhere. I travel anywhere. <laughs> I love traveling. I love meeting new people, and I love helping people. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at for for 2020. Awesome. Yeah. So any advice, like, you know, being brave, um, as I often say, it's not about saving someone's life, but I'm so respectful of the people that do that. Mm. Being brave is about the small steps we do and the decisions we make. It's the fear that comes when we need to make a bravery decision. So, mm. you know, Sally, is there something that you did in 2019 or is there something you need to do in 2020 to, to be brave in what you do? Like, um, It's maybe take a little bit of Sally with you and think, say yes. Mm-hmm. Then, then just trust that you'll be able to work it out later. And I think coming, coming close in behind that is learning to ask. Mm-hmm. Asking is not easy for people. It's never been easy for me. But when I do ask, boy, magic happens. Yes. Magic just happens. So say yes and let the rest unfold. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Look, I'm excited to... Uh, read your new book when it comes out later this year and I'm sure we're going to connect along our little journey and we'll pass and and you know how can um, our listeners connect if they want to find you is LinkedIn Instagram like what's the best platform to connect to you um well just google my name Sally Foley Lewis and check out the website and I hang out on LinkedIn more places than 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 that Uh, sorry I hang out on LinkedIn more often than not um that's where I'll be yes so Sally Foley Lewis awesome thank you thank you thank you